Welcome to Uplifting Women Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They've overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Welcome to Uplifting Women Podcast. This is Kristen Strunk, and I'm excited to introduce you to Sheila Long, entrepreneur, author, and speaker. I met Sheila a number of years ago when I was considering starting a business. She offered me some amazing advice, and we have stayed in touch ever since. When Holly and I launched the podcast, I knew that I had to have her as a guest. Before she started her business, she had a very successful career in technology at Motorola in Northern Illinois. Over time, she noticed her health was being impacted by the stress of her role, and she determined that if she wanted to start a family, it would require some changes in her career. She relocated to Milwaukee, and she took a step back in her career at Motorola to concentrate on her growing family. She quickly recognized that building relationships and community as a woman in a new city was a challenge, and it led her to found Malamado, a female-only co-working space and community. Recently, she wrote the book Surrounded by Awesome Women and has started to moderate panels across the state. We had some technical difficulties during recording, so the sound quality isn't as good as we would like in some places, but the conversation is still spot on. Thank you so much for listening. All right, so then I decided to leave corporate. I moved back to Wisconsin, so I had like a two-hour commute in the car. I did, since I moved into like a less stressful role, I was pregnant. After I had the baby, I was laid off, but it was like a mutually agreed upon agreement since Motorola had been laying off so many people for so many years. But it was sad because that was my identity. I had been there for over a decade. I'd gone through all the things you go through in your 20s. And they were my friends. There really was no Facebook. Um, I was now living in a different state. I didn't know anybody. I was just like identified as this kind of person who left their career, but I didn't, the field I was in was so specific that there really wasn't that large of technology companies in Milwaukee. So I was definitely a fish out of water. I didn't know hardly anybody. I had, I have some family here, but I didn't go to college in Wisconsin. I'm from Appleton. So nobody really who could vouch for me or my character or anything. So I had to completely start over. And then I was raising a baby. And then I was pregnant shortly thereafter with another baby and just made friends. Eventually was um, put on some different boards. I did some pro bono consulting for the Project Management Institute for many years. 
and then eventually decided it was time to go back to work. But that's, it's a hard thing when you're, when you have small children and your spouse is constantly traveling, just finding the right balance. So I knew other women locally. I had figured out who was working in business by that time. It had been many years and decided that we needed a community for women just to collaborate. And there were different groups already around town, but they really catered to women who had not left their career. And I didn't, I didn't really know of any others. So I started one really with the help of this group I was going to, which was called One Million Cups, which eventually became um, Startup Week Milwaukee and then Startup Week Wisconsin. And now it's the Milwaukee Tech Week. But they um, encouraged me to open it. So that was great. So I opened um, Malamado. It became clear we needed a space. It became more clear people did not want to be around children. I initially thought that would be a great setting, but that was not something people were interested in. So it was a woman-only space for people wanting to launch a business or who just needed some peace and quiet and to get out of the home. And then once when the space was opened, we found that Many people wanted to be to hang out with us who didn't need a workspace. So I opened it up to club membership, which are people that are part of our group that don't need physical space. And then I kind of had people that wanted to get out of the house for events. So we started our fire chat, fireside chat series, which was a lot of fun. I invited um, like awesome women from around town who we just wanted to hear their story. It became clear the um, attendees wanted wine um, and maybe some goodies. <laughs> so that became like a staple. It doesn't always have to be alcohol. So then I started having sponsors come in who had um, like businesses serving some type of dessert or food. So that was a lot of fun. And then I formed partnerships with different groups that needed um, spaces for events and began putting on different talks. Which kind of brings us to the question that you had before, which is what are we doing now? Yesterday, I just um, agreed to be on a panel for Women's Entrepreneurship Week. So that will be happening in mid-November. I'll be on a panel for that, talking about spaces where women can work. Um, With the Startup Week Wisconsin, I will be hosting a panel in Green Bay. And that will be uh, local women business owners. And then for Milwaukee Tech Week, which was renamed from Startup Week Milwaukee, we hosted an incredible panel a few weeks ago of five women that are featured in my book and just were able to have them meet, which was just so cool because I've been sitting down writing about them and just to have them all get to know each other and hear them talk about different things they had in common that I had no idea And just to be able to see their friendships blossom and see this wonderful future they can build together, helping women and just helping communities and things that women really care about. And I really want to go around the state and um, promote this same type of conversation. So thankfully, one of my panelists, Nadia Johnson, who runs the Milky Way Tech Hub, she had worked to get Governor Evers to declare it Uh, Wisconsin Tech Month. And I wanted to go to my hometown, Appleton, to give a talk. And so she um, made it part of Wisconsin Tech Month. 
which was incredible. So I put together very hastily a panel, but it was a great panel about issues that they find um, just needed some attention. And as the conversations evolve, so I had a panel on Monday in Milwaukee and one on Wednesday in Appleton. We had an idea, like we had the question set, we had all talked on our prep conference call, few emails went around as well. But once when the conversation got started, both of those panels went in directions, as you know, running a podcast that you have no idea. So um, that was, that was interesting. Um, Just moderating that and seeing the other panelists like jump in to help each other. And so we'll see what happens as um, I continue to host panels and just have people talk. What are the topics that are coming up for you most on these panels? Well, what I did is I put together, which I, they're on my website, but I didn't distribute them. There are book club questions. And then I kind of, depending on the background of the women, I'll put those questions forth in the prep call. Like, do we want to talk about this? And then gauging on their, how animated they get on the questions, we fine tune them. So for the women in tech, like Amanda Baltz wanted more women to enter tech. I kind of pushed back on that and said, my book is really about a lot of women who left tech. So maybe before we bring more young teenagers into tech, maybe we should make sure it's an environment that's suitable for women. And Nadia Johnson was just all over that because she runs the Milky Way Tech Hub like who doesn't feel tech is welcoming? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then we kind of went with how can we make it more welcoming? And then Amanda is a woman manager mm-hmm. who has like hybrid worker, hybrid workers. So it was it, just fascinating for all of us to hear. And then for the panel in Appleton, they wanted to talk about um, FMLA and equal pay for equal work. But then when we started talking, women having to leave because of inappropriate behavior from men came up and it happened with three of the four. How many panelists did I have? One, I had three panelists. So, um, and then me moderating. So there were three of us who had experienced that where you just need to change paths Mm -hmm. and where there's really not a lot of repercussions when there's some type of inappropriate behavior at work and how as a small business owner and being a woman, there's just zero protection. If that happens to you, you just need to find a new client or you need to start over. And that's just a huge concern of mine is where do small business owners go? And maybe it's out there. Maybe it's part of the small business administration but I'm just moderating the panel, <laughs> as you know, and these topics come up. And so I need to really take care of myself before the panel and after the panel because there are hard conversations to have. Mm-hmm. So when you think about all of the women that you have been interacting with and the thing that led you to write your book, Surrounded by Awesome Women, What were some of the things that you wanted to make sure came across in the book? Well, my really big pet peeve is when women are told they don't have confidence. So that was definitely something I wanted to cover because we, I I think, 
I might get in a lot of trouble for saying this, but psychologically, we, I think women experience fear at a different level than men. And we have a lot more at stake if there's not food on the table because tend to be the person maybe nurturing the family a bit more, not, not always, but, and so there is more at stake and fear of not having money and taking on debt. Those are very big factors that uh, women grapple with, and it can cause a lot of marital instability or relationship and not everyone's married, but also um, society in general doesn't quite accept women taking risks they don't celebrate it as much as men like financial risks and not being around your family and as your business grows and as you put yourself out there and do better it's something that you really need to be prepared for and so I wanted that to be let known I liken it I have a presentation I give to running the hurdles which I it's my favorite race I was a a runner for many years, but in track and field, you run the hurdles and the first hurdle you get to is always a little alarming, but by the fourth hurdle, you know what you're doing, but no one tells us what's where, how, how far space the hurdles are going to be. So I really wanted this book to be something. So, you know, what's coming once when your business does survive and you're making money and you're getting multiple locations or whatever, you've hit your goal, that there may be some pushback from society. And there may be, and there will be great things too, but you will be judged. And men are judged as well. So I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> it, it did. I'm, I'm curious, as you think about giving advice to women who are interested in starting their own business, what are some of those pieces of advice and how can women help find their supporters? I I always go back to Pamela Mitchell's book, The 10 Laws of Career Reinvention, which I think is just kind of a must read for everybody starting over. And what she says in her book is that your loved ones really can't be there for you when you reinvent yourself which I think is starting, it's starting a career and not starting a business is reinventing yourself because everybody views you as, let's just say you're a middle-aged woman who's done well. So this really incredible businesswoman who has their field figured out, like, and then you start a business and you don't really know what you're doing and you're going to make mistakes. So your loved ones don't want to see you fail. And that's especially prevalent in white culture from what I found out researching this. Um, So especially for for white women, there's like people tend to want to really protect them. But then, so you need to put together, and this again is from Pamela Mitchell's book, The Ten Laws of Career Reinvention, just put together a board of people that will, that you can run your ideas past. And then once when your business has been launched, you really need an advisory council of people that will help direct your business who are not your loved ones because they just have, they they care about you as a person, whereas you're caring about your like professional growth. I think that's, that's great advice to find people outside of your immediate circle and the people who, to your point, really don't want to see you fail, but also really might not give you 
hard or honest feedback either and give you the things that you might need in order to um, start uh, a business or start that next venture in your life. So Sheila, what else would you say is are some of the key takeaways from the stories that you included in your book, um, Surrounded by Awesome Women? There are many key takeaways. I'd say um, the role of institutional betrayal and courage are things that do keep coming up on every panel that I'm running. And just for women to have a life that they love, where they wake up every day and they are just excited to do it and they're just owning their courage because it does take a lot of courage. You also need to just accept that things didn't work out on the path that you were on before and really like come to terms with that. But you can't let it kind of hold you down. Like you need to like forgive whatever happened. Like maybe you had, I remember I had a boss, someone was promoted to manager who, who was new to the company. And the reasoning given was something that I just couldn't believe, you know? So I, but I, I just had to come to terms with it and just, I'm, I wish him well. I hope he's doing great in his future, but, you know, and just kind of lay that to rest so that you can move on and be the best version of yourself and show up for that. And everybody has skeletons in their past. Everyone has things that happened that maybe you could have handled it differently, or maybe the organization could have, and we're all human and we all fail, but also institutions, they need to have more courage and they need to stand up to injustices and as you know, in HR, hiring people that aren't like yourself, that is that is a tall order. And I'm finding that running a business because there's so much trust involved in just letting go and letting someone else like handle your QuickBooks. So you don't you don't really know what's going on with the numbers because but you hire a good accounting firm, but then you need to really make sure that. You trust those people and you trust people that have different backgrounds than you and maybe you don't know. So that's something that I'm still kind of grappling with as I watch women's businesses grow is they do end up hiring someone that they really trust and that enables them to grow. But then we want to be equitable as well. I don't know. It's a t- that's why these panels are so hard. <laughs> they just take like about a day to recover. Like a lot of a lot of emotion in those topics. And I want it to be hopeful. Like you should have a life that you love and let's like same as you, Kristen, right? Let's uplift women and do like great things. But talking about it is really hard. So I'm working on um I don't even know how to make it more joyful. I, I love that, how to make it more joyful. I think that that is a, a great summary of it. Sheila, I really do appreciate the time today to talk about this. I think that we've got a really great story to tell. I think you have a really great story to tell. And if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Definitely on LinkedIn. Sheila spelled S-H-E-I-L-A, long, or at 
my website, Malama Doe, or my email is Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A at M-A-L-A-M-A-D-O-E.com. So Sheila at MalamaDoe.com or on Instagram and uh, LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Well, thank you so much for your time. We'll make sure all of those links are in our show notes, as well as a link to the book surrounded by awesome women and a link to the website for your business. And thank you so much for agreeing to uh, come on the podcast with us. You're doing great work. I'm so happy and like honored to be a part of this. So thank you. And now we're going to take just a minute for a word from one of our partner sponsors, CDR Companies. Are you looking for a way to develop yourself in 2022? Uplifting Women has the recommendation for you. CDR Assessment Group knows that only 10 to 15% of people are self-aware and that women are not reaching the levels of success that align with their true potential or goals. That's why they have worked hard to create a custom-designed coaching and development workshop for women based on their assessment results. In this workshop, they will help women become keenly self-aware, understand their relationship-building traits, and learn about the impact that risks have on their success and upward trajectory. Participants will also gain clarity on their operational and strategic capabilities that will help them reveal who they really are in a professional setting. CDR Assessment Group will share insights on how not to let risks hold you back, how to avoid underselling yourself, how to feel fulfilled and happy in your job, how to reach the level of success you're capable of, and much more. Join them on March 11th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. for an experience that will help you shine and reach your full potential by understanding risks and how to overcome them. If you're near Houston, Texas, register for this in-person event at CDR Info at cdrassessmentgroup.com or by calling 832 832- 886-4308. Be sure you tell them that Uplifting Women sent you. Thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of Uplifting Women podcast. Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to Uplifting Women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by UpliftingWomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you. Please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.